Bokatov, today's daf is daf tzaddik. In Yibam, so we're really about three quarters of the way done here now. <clears throat> the topic that we were discussing, really, it's a picking up from yesterday's uh, discussion. We got into, since the mission mentioned that the Vlad is a mamzer from both uh, A and B, technically really from B, but from A, it's leaked to some mamzer drabonan, and that he can't marry a... Uh, Yisrael, Bas Yisrael, or a Bas, or a Mamzer, or a Mamzeres. The issue that we discussed, we got into the side issue, is how did this, how, how did you get to this? Words, how did we get to Mamzer? Because we were asking Kashmir of Chistra. If Chistra said that if a person gave bad truma, let's say if he gave from Tame al Tohar, uh, he had a pile of, of uh, grain and he took Tame, he separated Tame food, Tame, which, to try and make that truma, and he gave it on, uh, a truma uh, on the Tohar. Uh, grain, uh, which is mitaraisa, that's good, and if you did it b'shogig, it's okay. But mezid so klum, it's it's meaningless. And well, there was a different opinion that says, well, meaningless doesn't mean that it's not really true. It's true, but you got to give again anyway because you, it's a fine because he gave this. We make you give Torah stuff also. If this is no, it goes back into the pile. Loss of below klum, the truma you gave is no good. So the kasha we have in Rafhista is minat Torah. This is good truma. So if it's good truma, only a Kohen can eat it, how could you put it back in a pile and start all over again, make it into chulin again, make it tevel chulin again? How could you do that? How can you uproot something in the Torah? So from this, Rav Chista got, well, what do you mean? By mamzer over here, you say the same idea. You say, Vlad mamzer, I understand why he's a mamzer from the second guy, right? Meaning the second guy, B, who came into this marriage, married this woman, even though she was still married to A, was done by mistake, but the fact is, the kid's a mamzer, but why is it a mamzer from the first one? Uh, and, and, and you're saying it's a mamzer, it means you're allowed to, you're, you're allowing the marriage from the first one, meaning A, who he, she's, she's supposed to leave that marriage also now, right? Because she sinned, and effectively she was a sota, she's a zona, because she committed adultery unwittingly, but she should have checked things out more carefully. Uh, you say if she goes back to her first husband, the kid's a mamzer. Why is it a mamzer? The kid's not a mamzer from that. She was married legitimately to that guy. Even a sota who goes back to her first, she's not supposed to go back, but the kid's not a mamzer. And you're allowing this kid to marry a mamzeris? That goes against the Torah. And you put a Torah. He says, no, nah, I don't really mean that. Can't really marry a mamzeris. Just, just, just a fine. He can't marry a mamzeris. Can't marry a basis role either. Let him marry a gyoris or somebody that he's allowed to marry. In this case, it was suffix. So then the Gemara had all kinds of other questions. Says, okay, wait a minute. Uh, and that's the, 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 we start by asking Kashmir Christa, how can you say that that truma, which is legitimately truma, is no longer truma? It's truma. It, how can you put it back in the chul and you're uprooting the law in the Torah? So he's trying, Rav Chisra is going back and forth, saying, well, I'll show you other cases where you see you can uproot the law in the Torah. And the Gemara gave answers, is no. What, in the case of the money where the girl, uh, six-year-old girl is married to a, uh, to a man, it's only Kedushan Drabonin, yet if she dies, he inherits her. What do you mean he inherits her? It's not really a marriage. It's only marriage to Drabonin. So the rabbi, are you saying here also, Menatorah, her father's family, right? Her, her, her old family inherits her, and yet the, the, the rabbis took away the money and gave it to the husband, in this case, that's also uprooting. It's not uprooting because so Mark gives answer. Mark is not uprooting because money. The Torah has the ability to do whatever it wants. The rabbis have the ability to do whatever. Hefker best nefker. They could say, you know, just like courts today, and say, well, we're taking away your money. You know, you don't show up in court, you're giving you a fine, right? They have the ability to do that, so we can take your money. So we're going through all these questions that Rav Chis is trying to prove. You also have a problem. You say, say, I'm uprooting law in the Torah that the truma that the truma was just truma. The rabbi said it's no longer truma and. I'll show you other cases, and that's what the Gemara keeps going through. Tashma at the top of Tzadik Amanal. By Mumzer, mm-hmm. what, 
what about Drachel Darche Noam? In other words, we're, we're playing with the rabbis. Yeah. Are are playing with a kid. Yeah. His life, destroying his life basically. Yeah. What about Drachel Darche Noam? It's the rabbis, not the Torah. Torah Mela, okay. Torah says whatever it says. Well, I, I, you could say that the rabbonim were made made their laws like the Torah. If the Torah, if the rabbi, if the Torah made their laws and said that look, this poor kid Mamzer who did through no fault of his own is a Mamzer. So the same way, it's not false that the parents well, said, well. Kids, kids, kids pay for the sins of the parents, right? Even though we say, they shouldn't be punished that way. Or we you don't. could say, the, court, the Torah doesn't say it, so right. therefore... The court does say it. The Torah says that a mamzer is a mamzer. No, the Torah creates wrong. the status of Right, mamzer, so here it's the same the idea. the Torah doesn't yeah. right. add mamzer. Right, so this is a, right. so this is a way, you're, you see, the idea is, parent, kids do pay for the sins of parents. Right. But it, when the Torah says, we can't kill a child, we can't literally... <clears throat> Uh, for the punish and, and, and pants in the sense of uh, uh, exacting a punishment. But we're creating but a here, status here. Creating a status here, yeah, making and it difficult. What do you do, with you this kid? do Yes, yes, no question about it. No question about it. That you could do. That you could do because you're paying for the sin of the parents. That's exactly how you, that's exactly how we, just, the, the whole point of here is to, to make sure, what's the whole person, uh, because of the chumrah at the end, that the kid's going to be a mamzer and all these other problems. That's why we're making at the beginning, we allow her to get married. In other words, this is all to encourage her. It's all mm-hmm. part of a process. Right, because you can't divorce a child from the, from the parent. There's all all to make sure that she checks out things very carefully right. because if she doesn't, the kid's going to mamzer. If you take away, say, well, we're not going to punish the kid for mamzer, then she's not going to be encouraged. Says, What's the worst that can happen? The reality here is she could have checked all she wanted and, he, and if Maybe. she didn't come to the right conclusion, right. That's also she's possible. in the same position. That's, that's unfortunately the way and life works. They made a mistake. Right, they couldn't know. Do a Google? They didn't know. Yeah, do a Google. Right. See if he's I mean, alive. And a chami, that's the best they could do. These things happen, right? That's why, that's why, as we reported, there were several movies about these instances when A came back after he was thought to be dead and she married B. And it was more important for her to get married than to worry about her child. Okay, well, whatever it was, it's, uh, yeah, that's also... I'm talking about the child, though. I'm no, no, he's saying, he's saying, he's saying she... I'm talking she, about the child. Saying, she knew what she was doing going into the process. She knows just there's, there's a possibility that the guy's going to show up. It's more important. Right, right. So here we're going to pr- try to prove another case of uprooting it on the Torah. Rav Chis is like retorting. Uh, uh, let's say you ate truma by mistake. Truma tmeya. Now, if you ate truma by, on purpose, you mind. If you ate truma by mistake, you got to pay it back and add a twenty-five percent more. So let's say you ate truma which is tame. Truma which is tame, the coin can't eat either. He has to only can only burn it, use it for fuel. But when you pay it back, you have to pay back with chulin tahorin. You got to pay back. You're not supposed to pay. Also, give tummy stuff back. You're supposed to pay with chulin tahorin. Let's say you pay it back with chulin, which is tummy. Some some mishum remeir, some close. It was a talmud remeir says b'shogeg tishlam shlomit. If you did a b'shogeg, it's okay, because at the end of the day, you know you you did eat truma, which is tummy, and you're replacing it with something which is tummy also. If you did a b'shogeg, you're not supposed to, but if you did, it's okay. The mazer ain't tishlam shlomit. You did a mazer, it's not tishlam. Tishlam is not. Here we're going to get the same kind of a question. We asked on our Christa before. The Mazer ain't Tashlum Tashlum, it's not Tashlum. In either case, it's a good payment. But it's, as a fine for putting for giving Khulun to Mayim, you've got to pay good ones. And the fine, we say even on a shogate, because we'll see the constant shogate outside. And we ask Kasha Bay said, Bemazer ain't Tashlum Tashlum. Why do you say that if I on purpose, by mistake, I ate the coins truma? And it was tummy. I ate it, I'm not a, t- a coin. And when I paid it back, I'm supposed to pay with tome, but I paid back tome. What do you mean I paid with tome? Why is that so bad? Even if I did it on purpose, because I ate something that the coin may not eat, even when he's tome, he cannot eat it. 
You can't eat when you, when a coin's tummy, he can't eat truma whether it's to or, or tummy. Eating truma tummy in general is an assay, but eating any truma, tohor or tummy, when the coin is tummy, that's chayv misa. So I ate something from him that I didn't cause him much of a loss because he couldn't eat it anyway when he's tummy. Kasam's a coin's tummy, tummy mace, tummy zav, whatever. Because Mashal and Midir and I gave him just the, just the opposite. I gave him chulin tummy, which he could eat during the time that he's, uh, that he's tummy. And so I did him a favor. I took something that, that took something from him that he couldn't always eat. Now I gave him something that <coughs> even when he's tummy, he could eat it. Chulin tummy. Beyond Marava, I'm the Kadi. Rav said, or Kadi, more where he says, when it says Kadi, it's always a question, is, is, it, is it, was that the name of a Tana? Or was it, Amr al-Kadi was said like anonymously. There's no Kadi, like, you know, Kadi means like Kadi, Bechdi, means like nothing, like there's no name there, anonymously. So Master Bachatani, this was, Rice is missing, but if he ate Shumat by the way, Rashi points out that even though I'm the Yisrael and I made back, I paid back what I ate, and I gave him chul and tamein, which is really, he should be happy with that because he gave it when he's tamein. The truth is that chul becomes truma and he really cannot eat it when he's tamein. But at least I had good intention, so to speak. You might say I'm an Amaritz, but I, 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 I ate something which was tamein. I gave him back chul and tamein, which I think is even better. You don't have to worry about it. Even though technically it does become truma, it has the status of truma and he can't eat it also. when He, he can't eat it also when he's tamein. Uh, and he can't even when he's tar either, but, but uh, since it's, it itself is tummy, but at least I can say I had a good intention. So the answer is, is that something's missing over here. It says, truma misham If I ate truma, which is tummy, you're right, I can pay back whatever I want. Koldu doesn't mean like any amount, it means anything I want. Truma koldu, if I ate truma tummy, I can give back chul and tummy and a tar, whatever, because I'm making good on what I ate, no problem. If I ate from him truma tar, which is good stuff, then I got to pay back Masham Chontav, I got to pay back good Chulin to make that up, plus 25%. Shim Chontav, but let's say I ate Tahor and I pay back with bad stuff with Chontav. I pay back Truma, Truma is Truma. As we saw yesterday, Veloy said, How do you know that, that even Truma, which is Tame, is still Truma? Because it says, Even if Truma is Tmeya, it's still Truma. So Mayor says, Mayor says, if he did Bishog, it's a good Tashlum. Mazer ain't Tashlum Tashlum. But Mazer, it's not a good Tashlum. So it sounds up here also, ain't Tashlum Tashlum. That means that what? Minat Torah, it's good Truma. And you sing it's not. Again, you're taking it back out. It's a good, it's a good uh, truma, but you got to pay again anyway. Here, according to Quantra, may we're asking, let's say, in his Midah Torah, what I've given back to Midah it's a good Tashlum. I've made back, I've given back the throne. Truma belongs to the Kohen. It's not like Master Shani or Kudshim, which you say the, the Kohen eats me Shulchan Gavo, he's eating from God's uh, uh, table, but it's not really his own. Kedushin, uh, uh, Truma belongs to the Kohen, it's his. He can give it to a woman, Kadash Nisha, with it. So over here, you say Midah Raisa, it's a good Tashlum. It's a good Tashlum because even if he even if he gave Tameh in place of Tor, it's a good Tashlum and it's good and it's, it's Truma. Dima Kadash with the Kohen, Kadash Nisha with it, Tafsil Kedushin. Again, it's not a good Tashlum. Others, you're uprooting law in the Torah. According to according to Torah, it's his money. If he, was, if he took that money to Kadesh Nisha with her, he's Mukadeshis. And yet we say she's not Mukadeshis. How could the rabbis do that? So again, this is like a kasha. This is like a, another kasha on Rameir. It's the same Rameir we're asking the kasha on. Rameir said that yesterday also. No, that was Rechista rather. Rechista said, Rechista lost the low plum. So now we're asking from a, a corner of Rameir, apparently you see, so Tashma is, is, is Rameir, Rechista rather, is trying to prove from Rameir that you see uh, the rabbis could uproot a law in the Torah. 
Because here, Minatora, this woman is married. And the rabbi is saying, she's not married. It, it's not the Kohen's uh, truma anymore. Um, so, 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 so again, Rav Chis is trying to prove that you do see cases, like he said, where the rabbis cannot prove law in the Torah. He says, What does it mean? He doesn't mean that it's not good at all, and it goes back into the pile, you take it back. Rather, it just means that you also have to make good on it, and you have to, you have to besides giving it, you have to give some more too. Besides giving the Chuma the, the which becomes Chuma Tameya, you also have to give Chulun um, Torin and make that Chuma Tor as well. In other words, he's not saying that it goes back. It belongs to the coin. The first stuff he gave back belonged to the coin. If he married Nisha with it, if she would be considered marriage. That's the case. What's the meaning Sumchas and said it named her mayor. Sumchas was the her mayor. When he said that ain't and what does it mean? It doesn't mean that it goes back. It just means that you got to give again. That's the same as the Rabbanan. The answer is it's obvious. We saw the difference. The difference that Rameyer says, Bishogig Teshlum of Teshlum. If you get a Bishogig, even if you ate Chuma Tahora and you pay back with Chulan Tameyan, if you did a Bishogig, it's a good payment. The rabbis didn't say The rabbi said, whether it's Shogig or Mezid, you got to, we give you a Knast and you got to pay all over again. The Yochan is almost, Yochan is almost Rabbanan. I'm Rabbach, Brady Rabbiga. No. Kansu Shogan Tameyzid, Ikminayu. The Rabbanan said, we make a rule that if you gave chulin tamein in place of truma tahora that you ate, and now that chulin is going to become tamei, it's going to become truma red, it's going to become truma tamei, we say that you got to make good on it, you got to give again chulin tahorin with either b'shogar or mezid. Because if you make a rule for one, and uh, you won't, and you, 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 if, if you don't say by shogig also, they'll, they'll, they won't do it by mezid. So the rule's the same. Whereas Rameir is not going go to shogig out to mezid. He says if you did a b'shogig, it's okay, and you don't have to. But anyway, you see that the rabbis did not approve the law in the Torah, because they said it's true, it is, but you got to give some more. Tashma, another case, we're going to try to see whether the rabbis uprooted the law in the Torah. Again, this is Rav Chisa trying to defend himself. Tashma, dam shenitma, brought a carbon, and the dam became tamei v'zarku, and you, were, and, you, and you did this rika anyway. B'shogi, if you did b'shogi, it's acceptable. It's acceptable if you did b'shogi, why? Because the tzitz is maratz. Remember the coin goes tzitz is maratz for dam that's tamei. The mazid, if you did it on mazid, if you did it, if you did, if you did, if you were matami the blood on purpose, and then you were zarku the dam, lo hurtza. That's, that's presumably what Dam Shinitma means. In other words, that if it became Tomei, uh, although it sounds like it wasn't Vizarka Vishogi, if you resort Vishogi, that doesn't sound like it. Well, Dam became Tomei, however, it became Tomei by accident, whatever. And then you resort at Vishogi knowing that it was Tomei, it works. But Meza, if you did it by Meza, you knew it was Tomei, you should have started all over again. You didn't do it, it's, it's, it's low words. That sits as Maratza for it, whether, however, you know, if it's Tomei, even if you did it, even if you did it on purpose now, and you knew there was Tomei and you were Zorik Yadam, it should be okay. The Tanya, Al Matzitz Maratza, Al Adam, Al Abosra, Al Achelev, on all these parts of the animal, Shenitma, that it became Tomei, Ben Mishag, Ben Mesh, Ben Mesh, See, notice this over here. However, it became Tomei. Now I'm talking about the, the, the even if it became Tomei, Ben Mesh, and if you were Tomei Mesh, from Washington before, of Dan Shenitma, of the Zoriko Beshogay, sounds like you were Zoriko Beshogay. From here, the Bryce, you see that it means even if it became Tomei on purpose. Truth is, there's no difference between Mesh and Rutson over here. Onus, we know, is an accident. Shogig is unwitting. Mesh and Rutson doesn't make any, there's no difference over just like that. He rounds out that lost Mesh and Onus, Shogig Mezid, Onis Rutsun, but Rutsun and Mezid would be the same thing over here. You did it on purpose. You were Matami the blood. Baby Yachmed, Mesubah, the carbon Yachmed, or Tzibor, that sits in Maratza. So, Minatar, Tzibor, Amir, Abana, low words, and the rabbi says, no words. So, what's wrong with doing that? What's wrong? What are you uprooting? The rabbi said, Minatar, 
it's a goods rico, right? Even if he became Tommy on purpose, whatever, you on purpose, he was arguing on purpose, it's 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 okay. But the rabbi said oh, if he did it on purpose, it doesn't work. But it doesn't work here, the rabbis are uprooting because the rabbis are saying what that this is not a good carbon, it's, it's not acceptable, and you gotta bring another carbon. The Minotaur, the first carbon was okay. You just can't walk into the basement and bring a chatos or an ash unless you sinned. Otherwise it's it's chulin, it's chulin bazaro. Yeah, you're my you bring in Khun Tedasara, so over here, Minatora, this was a good carpet, you were Yodse, and the rabbi said, bring another carpet, you're bringing Khun Tedasara, aren't they uprooting? He doesn't mean that the carbon. You, you don't have to bring another carbon. When he says it's low words, doesn't mean you have to bring another carbon. You could ask, hey, that's Khun Bazar. No, it was a good carbon. Just don't eat it. Just don't eat the carbon. A chatas or an ashram are eaten by the coin. You can't eat it. I have a bow but he has a kapar. You don't need another kapar. More stuff solved. But you're uprooting the eating of the basar. That's also a mitzvah. You're supposed to eat the basar. So the rabbis are uprooting that. By the rabbi saying that it's not acceptable, and it is acceptable, men are Torah is acceptable, but the saying not acceptable, you're not eating the meat. That's uprooting law of the Torah. This teaches us, they eat it, they eat it, and the baum get a kapara. They eat it, and the baum get a kapara. Choose the baum get a kapara, even if they don't eat it, because the baum gets a kapara, so it's usually it's done. But the idea is that they eat it, that's part of the mitzvah. So he answered, ah, very good. That's different. You want to say, Rav Chista, that here's a proof that you're right, that you can be okrid over the Torah? Yeah, Sheval Tassi is different. Sheval Tassi is our answer. How does that our answer? That's our answer for the famous cases. What's the case with the rabbis of the Torah? Shofar and Lulav on Shabbos. How could the rabbis come along and say, Menatori, take the shofar and the Lulav on Shabbos? The rabbi said, don't do it. Even if you left the shofar in the shul, right? People don't have to carry a shofar to shul. We always know the guy keeps it in his towels bag or you leave a Lulav in the shul. The rabbi said, maybe you'll come to carry it or whatever. You'll try to practice. You might carry it in the street. You might carry it in the street. The rabbi said, you don't do the mitzvah. So we know that, uh, let's say, Sukkot comes out on the uh, first day of uh, Shabbos, uh, Sukkot. Uh, the mitzvah Lulav and Torah is only the first day. And when the first day comes out on Shabbos, that year we don't, we're not Makai in the midst of the Lulav at all. Because the other days it's only drop one on, but whenever Makai in the midst of the rabbis have ruled the law in the Torah, how do they do it? Shevat say that's not the same. Rashi explains that it's not a kir be a dayim. When it's Shevat Tase, I'm rabbin and Shevat Tase, I didn't uproot it with my hands. It's a memel uprooted. Aval Truma, the Kamar, loss of Kum, when you say, yeah, Aval Truma, the Kamar, loss of when you said, the Truma is loss of Kum, you got to put it back, and you put it back to Chulun, then you're because you're taking Truma and you're turning it into Chulun. How do the rabbis have the power to do that? Here the rabbis just said, don't do something. They didn't uproot the whole Torah. Forsham says the Taz says that even in those cases where they uprooted, they didn't uproot the whole law. For example, the law of Lulav is still there. The law of Shofar. He says, if you wanted to uproot the law of Shofar, they would say, even when Yantif comes out, even when Shoshana comes out during the week, like comes out late Thursday, Friday, where there's no union of Shabbos, they should also say, don't take a Shofar. Why? Why don't we play instruments on Shabbos? Why don't we play instruments on Shabbos and Yantif? Why, why can't you play the guitar on Shabbos and Yantif? You might fix it. So the Shofar also, maybe you'll crack, maybe you'll fix it. So if they want to make the rule about instruments, they can make the rule there too. But they didn't uproot it all the way. On Yantif, they didn't say, don't take the shofar just because you might come to... You might come to <coughs> that would be a lulav, we never have shofar again. Right? That would be that. Or saying that you never have lulav uh, in all years because of some uh, rule about that, because you might come to do something. So Shev al-Tas Yishani, Amr, Sarav Chista said, Amr Lei, Sarav Chista, in having this whole discussion with... Uh, who was the one who said, to, to Rabba, Rabba was the one who's Bar Plut, who said before, that was how we started the Gemara yesterday, that um, uh, Rabba said to Rav Chista, it was on Ahmed Bey's... Um, Amalei Rabbeler of Chista. We started the question yesterday. According to you, loss of Lukum, you're okay to the Torah. How can you do that? 
so he said, what about Mamza? That's not okay. All these answers that we gave. So now Rav Chisa said to, to Rabba, I'm like, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to try to prove to you cases, other cases, where the where the rabbis were ochre the dove and the Torah and that show you that you can. Remember, at the end, we discussed this already that Tosa says in certain cases the Torah allowed the rabbis to be ochre or dove a little bit, even if it's not a Sheval Tasa. The Gemara says, okay, Sheval Tasa is different. But even where it's not exactly Sheval Tasa, like with Adis, where it's not exactly Sheval Tasa, here it's really an Asay. In certain cases, the, the Torah allowed the rabbis to be ochre, in certain cases. But the general assumption it is, is that you can't be ochre or dove and Torah except for Sheval Tasa. So if Jesus says, you know what, I was going to ask you a bunch of other cases. Boy, Lois, I was going to ask you from Aurel and Hazor and Ismo and Sad Metzitzes, that's Klein Metzitzes, uh, Kipsi Atzeres, Vishofer, Velulov. I was going to ask you all these cases, and in these cases you see also that the rabbis uprooted the law and the Torah. We'll see, we'll see what they were meant. But Hashem, the Shonis, and Shevat once you gave me the answer, Shevat Tassi is not, is not considered an Akira Loma Akir, so Kulinam is Shevat So I lost all those cases. And so I had a, just telling you, I had a whole line of reasoning over here to show you all these other cases that the rabbis uprooted law in the Torah, but once you tell me Sheval Tase is different, I, I understand that these are Sheval Tase. What are they? Oral and Azar are cases where, let's say, an Oral, an oral who, um, a, a Ger, was Megayar Erev Pesach. So technically, he can eat the Karm Pesach that night, Leila Seder. However, the rabbi said that a person parishment of Arla, it's like he left, he was like in a cemetery. You know, so he said the Arla, cutting it off, the Arla is like a tome, is like a mess. So it's like he left. He has to be tummy for seven days, and he can't eat it. Same thing with let's say he was getting hazal. He was tummy mess, and he got the the seventh day. Uh, uh, Leil seder was Saturday night, and the seventh day he was supposed to get sprinkled. Third and seventh day get sprinkled, and the rabbi said, "Don't sprinkle. We don't sprinkle on Shabbos." Now Torah, he's got to eat the carbon pesach that night. He was eligible to eat the carbon pesach that night. So it's going to say that you're chayiv karasan. In fact. Uh, eating the Pesach. And yet the rabbi said, no, he can't eat it. They uprooted that law. Ismail's similar law that, that, that if, let's say, you don't have the, you didn't bring the uh, knife, the, the bris knife that they cut the, they cut the bris with, that, uh, let's say, wasn't available in the shul or the house, and they had to bring it there via the rooftops, which is only Yosem and Rabban, it's not carrying the Torah, yet the rabbi said, don't do it, don't do the bris. The bris is on Shabbos, but he didn't have the Ismail ready there, you don't do it. The rabbi said, don't do it. Again, uprooting a, a significant Mitzvah saved, which is also Chayv Kar. So I said, rabbis, don't do it. When you say the rabbis, you're talking about Sanhedrin? Who are they? The Sanhedrin, yeah. Like the Sanhedrin, like the rabbis, and they, right, they, they forbid. The Gemara is in the Gemara, right? The rabbis in the Gemara, the rabbis in the Sanhedrin said, you can't, you, you, you don't do it. So they have brutal law on the Torah. Sad mitzitzes. All those you know, cases are different because they're not collective. Shofar and the Lulav are collective. Everybody. Yeah, okay, so but... So there, yeah, yeah, but here, it makes, here yeah, a big yeah. deal. No, so they told one guy. Go, no, as I said, the Truma also is one guy who's doing it. I mean, it's not going. Right, but, but, but that's not an but, issue. That's not an issue. If it's collective well, or not. It's a mitzvah. The guy's got a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. We all have a mitzvah to do bris, no, right? No, but the concept of being ochre, no, it doesn't make it. Okay, it doesn't make any difference if it's collective or not. The collective means for any Jew that it apply with the same thing. Sadim tzitzis is if you have a linen. The Torah says you can put woolen woolen tzitzis in a linen garment. That's even though it's shotness, they learn out that it's okay. But the rabbi said, don't do it. Why? Because maybe you'll wear it at night when there's no mitzvah of tzitzis and you'll have an isra of shatnas with no mitzvah. So they didn't do it. So basically he said, if you have a linen garment, don't put, don't put woolen tzitzis in there. Don't put, so they were, you're supposed to put tzitzis on a four-cornered linen garment. The rabbi said, don't do it. Just say, don't, I was wondering, why didn't they just say, don't wear tzitzis at night? Yeah, yeah, okay, no, because the concern is that maybe he'll fall asleep, he'll wear, you know, he'll wear them at night. And the concern is that it's very easy to say that, but, you know, you, Night comes uh, at any time, right? You know, you're coming here min and all of a sudden it's night, and you're and you're and you have the yisur. It's very hard to to 
to avoid doing the Isser. So the rabbi said, because of that, don't put tzitzis in. So you're not going to have tzitzis on a four-corner beggar. So they basically uprooted on the Torah. Torah says, you have to put tzitzis in that garment. They said not. Kifsi Yatzeris Rashi says he's not sure about it, but it's in a case where, uh, you know, we learned, remember, at the beginning of Zvachim, that all carbonates that you brought Shalosh except for Chantos and Karp Pesach, if you bring in Shalosh the carbon's a good carbon. You've got to bring another one, but the carbon, you continue the process. So let's say you did Kifsi Yatzeris Shalosh you continue the process. This is on Shavuos. So Rashi says, what happens when Shavuos came out on Shabbos and did Shalosh The rabbi said, again, you don't do a Zrika, you don't do that because it's Shabbos, you don't do a Zrika, uh, so to speak, an unnecessary one, since you have to bring another one anyway. She <coughs> said, don't do it. Manatari is supposed to do it. The rabbis uprooted it. Show from Lulu, of course, we know about it. You don't bring it on Shabbos. So he gave an answer. All these things are of Sheval Tase. Tashma, another proof. Elof Tashma. But the, the Torah says, if you have a Navi MS, a, a real Navi like Elio or Elisha, you're supposed to listen to him. Even if he tells you to, tr- to transgress along the Torah, to go on Elio Bar Carmel. Elio, we all know the story with the Elio and the 250 uh, Nevi'e Habal and Har Carmel, that he said, you know, bring it, water him down, I'm going to, you know, and that fire came down. Now, that was the time he wasn't allowed to bring a carbon, uh, not allowed to bring a sacrifice outside the base of Megiddo. It was time of Isser Bamos. How was he allowed to bring a carbon in, uh, in Har Carmel? He wasn't allowed to. It was special. But it was special. Uh, it was a That's special true. circumstances. Carmel, I call Every According to the time, the, after the hour needed it, Shmalo, you're supposed to listen to him. So what do you see? That a rabbi can approve the law in the Torah. A Navi can approve the law in the Torah. It's a shiny awesome. By a Navi, a prophet, the Torah says, listen to him. So, if you listen to the prophet at a certain time, Migdor Milsa Shiny, trying to put a, uh, a fence around something, you know, you're trying to, um, you're trying to uh, put a rule, a special rule to avoid uh, rampant sin, as they were all, uh, all going to do Avodah there, that was a special case. In other words, when you're avoiding rampant sin, uh, that, that, to, to, uh, that, then you're, that's a special case. So those are special cases. So there are cases where the Navi can uproot it, or even where the rabbis will see uprooted laws. But that was a special case. Under certain, under difficult circumstances, they can do it. Those are special cases because of rampant sin. Toshma. Famous case we had in man here, Here's what happens. Again, in the times they didn't have good communications. A man sends a get to his wife, and he sent him with Pony Express. He sent a messenger. It's going to take 10 days to get there. She lives somewhere else. Maybe that's why they get divorced. Anyway, so so he he <laughs> he Maybe sends not. her again. Then he changes his mind. Changes his mind. So what's the best thing? He's got to send a faster pony to get there before the get's given. Right, right. So I send a get there before it's get to upper, or get there himself. Take a fly. Take the, the whatever the plane and, and get there first. Let's say he didn't get there first, and she's divorced. She's divorced. However, what they used to do is they used to say, okay, fine, he can't get there. He'll go to a court here and say, listen, I know what I sent. As long as it didn't get there yet didn't get there yet, I'm annulling it. So he can annul it. He could do that. But However, that's going to be a problem. She gets that's married. Rengel Malil says, yeah, but she's not going to know she's going to get married. It's going to be a problem. So Rengel Malil said, even though that would work, because I annulled it. I annulled it before I, I, I invalidated the get. I said, he's not my messenger. Yes, true, that works, but you got a problem over here. She's not going to know. So Rengel says, don't do that. You, so Rengel says, he stopped. You're not allowed, you shouldn't be mavatal to get. You shouldn't do that. Rengel Malil said, don't do that. Let's say he did it anyway. So there's machlokas here. But the mavutal, Rebbe. Rebbe says, you're not supposed to do that because this could cause a problem. She might get remarried with that by the time you get there. But if he did it, it's done because Menatora, that works. Shemuel says, no, any ochalo, he can't battle. And he can't add any more conditions. He can't change the get because the imkei makoch bezin. What's the point of a bezin? 
What's the point of a Malil's court? Like you say, Sunday court saying, don't do that. We don't allow you to do it. If if you do it, it works anyway. What's the point of that? Now listen to this. Midaraisa, if I'm in the bottle to get before she received it, I could do whatever I want. I could say it's invalid. Minatora, I was Malatul get. So I'm out to get, what does that mean? She's married to me, right? Yet, Shemuel says, oh, he can't be involved because of that, because otherwise, what, what will the court's authority be worth if you don't say that it's, that it's, uh, that it's not Batul? You're saying that he can't be Mavatul because otherwise, what's the point of my, my decision, Shemuel's decision to say that it's, uh, you can't, shouldn't do that if it has no meaning? So therefore, he says, if you're Mavatul, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. That means, that it's a, you're, you're allowing it, you're you're saying that it's a good get, but he but Minatora it's not a good get because he he invalidated it, and yet you're saying well because of that rule you should say let her go and, and you're going to be matur to get married so you're uprooting law to Minatora she's married she's an Asian citizen you're matur it so the Gemara gives the answer we've said many places in Shas when the Gemara asks that. So you see another case where you could be okra of Torah. Because when it comes to marriage, all the marriages are rabbi kedas Moshe Israel. So therefore, the rabbis annul the marriage in this case. The reason the marriage is no good, the reason she's allowed to get married is not because it's not because the get is a good get. Minatora, we said the get's not a good get. He he, he invalidated the get. But in a case like that, the rabbis annulled the marriage of The original marriage. His original marriage. In other words, in that case, he's, not, he's never married. His kids were born out of wedlock, effectively, even though he's been married to her for 50 years. So that's fine if he was Makadish with, with money, with a ring, like we usually do today. You Makadish with a ring. So the rabbi said, you know, uh, it's not your ring. It's not your ring. If I marry a woman with Kurt's ring, she's not married. Right? Unless... Unless Kurt asked me to do it, not initially. But if I'm married, it doesn't work. Right? So I'm like, Kiddush would be a Michael Mamer. You know that Kiddush, Kiddush works with Kesef Shtar Rabia. So the Shtar, the Rebbe could say it's a piece of paper, it's worthless. The Mamani could say it's not yours. What are you going to do with the Bia? He was going to the Bia. What are they going to How can they take that away? Shavar Bernal Bilas Abilas was the answer. They said that's not a Bilas Nuth, even though you meant it for Kiddush, it wasn't it? So therefore, it's different in that case. Again, how can you uproot it? Really, you can only uproot laws in the Torah, Shevel Tase. In all these other cases, we said, well, it wasn't your money. We know the marriage. They didn't uproot the law and say that the get is a good get when it's not. What they said was the marriage was no marriage. Now, you Warren Gittin asks the whole thing, remember Tosa over there, and Gittin asks the whole thing about that, if that's the case. If a woman committed adultery and had a mamzer, it might be mamzer, mamzer, why? Because now all you, because if, 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 if what she could do up. is set, set it up, set it up, that's Tosa and Gittin, that's Lama Gimel. Yeah, yeah, oh, you remember it from there. Tosa and asked that. So set it up that way. In other words, what do you think? One way to matter regression is, is you marry a, a shift, but that doesn't it doesn't work. According to everybody, he says do it this way, right? She has a she has a she has a mamzer. She has a mamzer. So she 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 could set it up. And I, if he, I don't know why the husband would be inclined to help his wife with committed adultery. But let's just say that it was a case where he wanted to help her. He can now give her a get, right? right. He can get, he can send her a get. And annul it. Changes and, mind. And, and, and changes mind. He gives her a get with all this intentionally in mind. He gives her, sends her a get, and then he annuls it in the court. And what do we just say in this case? That the rabbis were approved the whole mission, so she, she was, was never, never married, married to him. So Tosa over there says, well, if we know that that was his intention, because it was obvious that, that he's, he's helping her with that, then, then the rabbis wouldn't have allowed it. They wouldn't have said that. They wouldn't have annulled it. Yeah. No. Right, right. So the rabbis didn't say that. The rabbis didn't say yeah. So the rabbis right, right. In a chanami, in a chanami. That was if the rabbis, right. If the rabbis, if the rabbis wanted to, 
and, and they got together and they did it. Like that's Moshe Rabbeinu. The problem is that you know we have machlokasin about everything today. You can't get every, right. you can't get all the rabbis to agree on something. If there would be one Torah authority today, it, it would say yes. Yeah, so these are the rules. And if you, in a case like where, like by Masara of Get, he refuses to give again. I'm, I'm knowing the marriage and right. they could do that. They, they have the power to do it. They just don't want. They're afraid to uh, do it. Doesn't any rabbi have? Uh, yes, uh, a rabbi has the authority to do it. A rabbi has the authority no to do it. Accept it Let, Rick. But 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 he he's afraid of being ostracized. Right? He's afraid of being ostracized. Afraid if he does it, they'll call him a goy. That's exactly the problem. Tashma, I'm Rabbi Lazar Ben Yaakov. Because if you'd have a rabbi who had guts, yes, he could do it. But no Tashma. one would marry the kids. Right, they, 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 they'll say it's chaos. Yeah, exactly. Like Nobody's going to listen to him. Like you say is your, your, your family's and nobody right. wants to go. Nobody wants to take the chance. I heard that Besna actually beats people and they punish people the Torah. They want to make a fence around the Torah. There's a story. Are you allowed to ride a horse on Shabbos or Yantif? Minotaur, you're allowed to. Right? Minotaur, you're allowed to ride a horse. But the rabbi said, don't do it. You might, might come to take the apple off the tree as you're walking by, right? Being, uh, but in the days of the Greeks, when, when there was a lot of, uh, uh, you know, there was a lot of, uh, of movement to avoid Torah rules, they view Lebezim, we brought Lebezim Saklu, and they stoned him. Not because he deserved stoning, he wasn't Machal Shabbos. El Shashat Rabbi saw that that was what was necessary at that time, because if they didn't, if they didn't put their foot down, the laws of Torah would have gone away. It was a man with a man slept with his wife underneath a fig tree, like publicly. Also, a disgusting thing to do it publicly. And they, they, they beat him. Not that he wasn't deserving; it was, it was his wife. But because he was no priest and did it publicly, so what do you see? They could also uproot laws in the Torah. Again, Migdor Milsashan. Like you saw Belio when he trying to put a rule in to keep uh, to keep um, uh, because of, because of a situation where they put a head a pool, put a rule around. Otherwise, there was rampant sin. That was different. That's why they had to make a special rule. But normally, they can't uproot a law in the Torah. We know says Sometimes you have to break the Torah if it's a special if the times required it. We know there were times in the Shoah when there. Were there were Besdins who passed in death for uh, people who turned over Jews to the Nazis or whatever. There were cases where they had a, they were, it wasn't the laws of the Torah, you didn't hate them and a straw and all that, but uh, they had to do it because the, 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 the shah was necessary. The rabbis are allowed to do that. For those of them, Tamla, so we said, so at the end of the day, Rav Chista couldn't prove it. He couldn't prove any right. other case in the Torah that's really, yeah, we still have our problem. Hey, how could you take the true and put it back in the pile? You're uprooting law in the Torah. Rav Chista couldn't find any other cases that are acceptable, that are really uprooting laws in the Torah. Those are special cases because of special times or, uh, or Sheval Tase. So Rav Chista really is difficult at the end of the day. Now, neither A nor B can be metamit if they are Kohen. Remember, A was a legitimate husband. He just got caught overseas and he showed up. They can't be metamit. And now, under Siv, it says, Kim Sharon Carveil, the Pussy says, a Kohen could be metamit to, to his wife. A Kohen could be metamit to his wife and six other next of kin. Kim Sharon Carveil, Vamar Marsha, it was a Ishto. Except the other Pussy says, Lo Yutama Baba Amov. A husband should not be metame in his family, lay hello to profane him. So, what's going on here? Depends on the case. Yesh Balsham Metame. There are certain husbands are metame, do become metame to their wives. Yesh Balsham Metame. Okay, it said, Metame Lishak Shera. He's metame to his wife, who is a kosher wife. She hasn't committed adultery. And a metame Lishak Sula, he can't be metame to his wife, whose possible is not kosher. Now, clearly, B, remember B, she was never really married to, because she couldn't be married to B. You can't be married to two people at the same time. So, B's marriage was never hell. So, it's clear if B was a Kohen. That he can't be metameter, but even egg also cannot be metameter. And they're not zocha to any of her fine, if she finds objects in the street, they're not zocha there. 
Why did the rabbi say that if a woman finds something that her husband gets a share in it until he gets to keep it? There shouldn't be a fight over there. She says, oh, I keep it. I'm giving separate bank accounts, you know, like second marriages, second, separate bank accounts. No, no, no. She says, you don't make a fight over there. But here we want there to be a fight. We want her to leave the marriage. In other words, B, she certainly can't stay with. She's not married to him. That's a, you know, it's adultery. But A, oh, let me get back together. You know, I didn't know. I made a mistake. Whatever. He came back now. No, he must divorce her, and therefore we will encourage him to get divorced. My said that. He's also not entitled to her paycheck. Why? Why did the rabbi say that he's entitled to her paycheck? Because he gives her the He feeds her. So since she's not entitled to any maintenance, he's not supposed to give her food. Therefore, she gets to keep her own paycheck. And as we want to do everything we can to keep them apart. He can't break her in the dorm either. Why? Why did the Torah? It's not the Rabbanan. These are laws of the Rabbanan, the Metzias paycheck and things that she finds and maintenance, things like that. But how far is the Dormus Torah? Why did the Torah say, this is like, it's like a Tom Durban, my Tom Ramachmana, Baal Mefer, why did the Torah say that a husband could break her in a dorm? So she shouldn't be repulsive to him. For example, she might make a netter, I'm not showering anymore, I'm not uh, putting on makeup, I'm going to make myself disgusting. So why did the Torah, so this is, he can break such a netter, so she shouldn't be repulsive to him. Here we want her to be disgusting, we want her to be repulsive, we don't stay married. Let's say she was a Basra, she can't marry her, why? Because she is now a Zona, she's committed adultery. That's obvious, so she can't eat, she can't eat truma. She's a Bas Yisrael, she can't eat uh, truma anymore. So the answer is Bas Levi, but Maser, it's okay. Let's say she's a Bas Levi, she can't eat Maser either. She can't eat Maser either, Maser Isham. Is she puzzled? A boss lady who committed adultery or committed, slept outside, not adultery, but even she just slept with something she's not supposed to, is she puzzled from Maser? By the time we learn Let's say a boss lady, a Levia, a girl, lady, who got captured by the guy, or somebody lived with her, she's not supposed to. She can eat Maser and eat it. Here's a Knas again. It's a Knas. Because she wasn't careful, because she committed adultery without checking things out good enough. And if you say, maybe she did all she could, but it still wasn't good enough. It's like, not here she went and she wasn't forced into a. She, well, like you say, she married the guy by choice. She wasn't forced into the marriage. Nobody raped her. And because that's a knas, and therefore she can't eat, the, uh, uh, she can't eat uh, uh, miser if she's a boss. If, she, if, she, if she's a Olivia, she can't eat miser. Or boss lady can't eat miser. Or, or except she can't eat miser anymore. All right, tomorrow, Mr. at 7 o'clock on Shabbos.